Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Game of Love podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Smith, and today I have a very special guest, Dave Glaser. He is the host of Believe, Be Real, Be Bold podcast, and he's also a great friend of mine. So welcome, Dave. Thank you so much, Jess. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Of course. You know, we have a great personal and professional relationship, and we were just saying before we went on that I'm your biggest fan. No, no, it's the other way around. I'm your biggest fan. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Always have been. Likewise. I mean, as soon as we met, we were like kindred spirits. And That's right. Yeah. yeah. When did we meet? It was uh, August 2017. Oh. And I had just gone out on a date the night before. And I was telling you about it. And I was super excited. Yes. Like, oh, we, we went to Illegal Pete's and we had uh, beers and burritos. And uh, <laughs> I was telling you about how I already knew. And there we were three months later, just like crying on each other's shoulders. <laughs> Actually, I reached out to you and I needed to cry on your shoulder. <laughs> I'm I'm always here. I know. Um, but you never shed tears. You have a really good, healthy attitude towards your love life. and Yeah, I'm realistic AF. You are. <laughs> you are. And two, I love that we know each other's secrets. Yeah, I don't hold back. Uh, I mean, I texted you at 4, 5.45 in the morning one, one day or shot you a message through Instagram or something like that. I'm like, Jess, I've got to try this for a year. You're like, why would you deprive yourself of so much pleasure? Right. Because you wanted to give up some things. Yeah. Yeah. Like try abstinence for a year. No. Yeah. I said no. That's all I said was no. Yeah. (laughs) Why would you? You're like, why would you try to deprive yourself of so much pleasure? Yeah. And now we're here. Yeah. And (laughs) your your podcast is doing amazingly well. You're in how many countries now? We're in 26 countries and it's the most rewarding thing I do every week. You do such a great job. You have so many great experts on and talking about a variety of topics. It's Yeah, I think it's helped me more than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of getting like free therapy. Yeah, so much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but from a different like perspective, it's not always me asking questions about me. Um, because we have such an audience that they reach out and they ask me questions. I'm like, I don't know the answer to that. But you know what? Oddly enough, my guest next week, I haven't taped it yet. They're going to be the perfect person to ask. It's really serendipitous. That is beautiful. And you're you're spreading a lot of knowledge out there and you've had so many different experts on. So it's a lot of variety. Yep. You've been a special guest of mine twice now and yes. you helped me host that event in December. Couldn't have done it without you. That was so much fun. So much fun. Oh, and thank you for everyone who came out because it was, it was sold out. We yep. had a beautiful group and uh-huh. we're going to do it again, aren't we? We are. Absolutely. Details on that later. That's right. So what do you want to talk about today, Dave? You know, the same thing keeps coming up with a common theme on on my podcast, but also a common theme in our conversations too, is like, what's what's a healthy foundation of a, of a relationship in the modern dating world? Mm. Yes. We talk about this. Daily, weekly. At we length. We, we talk about it when we sleep. <laughs> yes. Or at least think about it when we sleep. Right. And that's something that um, is both really important to us. And gosh, we have to have it. Like I said, it's it's foundational. Mm-hmm. So um, where do you want to where do you want to go with this, Dave? Well, after humbly speaking, like the process of going through my own search 
for authenticity, which is really why I started the podcast in the first place. It wasn't so that I could share my expertise with the world. It was really just like, I need to seek out more information for myself because I was struggling. I was challenged. I I was bumping into a lot of inauthentic people Mm -hmm. as I was dating in Denver. And instead of getting frustrated by that, I just decided to create a community of authentic people myself. But I didn't know how other than just hosting a weekly recording of what I was going through. Well, you started the conversation. That's right. It's like you started the conversation within yourself and Mm -hmm. then you enrolled your community. Yeah. And then the community grew and it's been amazing. So the common theme that keeps coming back and back and back and reminding me, it always starts with me as the individual. And you remind me of that too. It's like, well, Dave, if you're feeling down, have you exercised recently? Have Mm -hmm. you tried yoga? Have you tried meditation? Have you tried just fixing your mindset? Mm -hmm. So it starts with me. You know, a lot of, a lot of people come to me and they want that strategic advice with their love life. And so often it's just like, no, it just goes back to the self. Like you said, it's like, have I exercised today? Have I uh, had a healthy meal today? Have I spent a few minutes alone with myself and reflected and stabilized myself got my mind right? I always say. Absolutely. Like moments of self-care or a lot of self-care. Let's say like somebody reaches out to either one of us and they just went through a breakup. Like they got to take care of themselves for a while. Yep. My advice to most of those people is don't jump back out there. You know, you got to take the time and kind of reset and reboot. So you are a very disciplined man. Tell the listeners like what what do you do to stay grounded, stable, Mm -hmm. alive, all that amazing stuff? Right. So that the outside world doesn't come and infiltrate my my center and, and like the person that I am. I exercise regularly. So Olympic lifting and jujitsu are my two hobbies when it comes to exercise. If I'm lifting, weightlifting is my is my coaching philosophy. If I'm doing that three to four times a week. I'm good because I'm feeling strong and I'm feeling healthy and it's getting me outside of my comfort zone physically. Mm. And then jujitsu is four to five times a week, if possible, busy guy, but it's a non-negotiable for me. Like I'll go to the lunch classes and I will put off all of work so that I can spend an hour on the mat being mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually challenged. And that's, that's how I stay grounded. It's how I stay consistent. And I've discovered a lot about myself through both weightlifting first, boxing, and then jujitsu after that. It's amazing how those physical activities, they really provide you a new awareness or an objective view of yourself that you can reflect and go, oh, I learned this and that about myself through this stuff. It's really amazing. And with, I love all the stuff that you do, the weightlifting and the martial arts, especially for men. I think that is so important to have those Oh, more aggressive or testosterone outlets. I I think that's beautiful that you do that. Yeah. The intensity really levels me out for the rest of the day. Really nothing else is going to be as hard as a jujitsu class throughout the rest of my day. Yeah. So if I reflect back on say like my own personal growth journey, it started with fitness and then it went to nutrition and fitness really was the introduction for me to start growing as a man and as a person. Going back, it all starts with the foundation. Because if we're not feeling good about ourselves, if we're depressed or, you know, going through something emotional, we can't date. That's right. We're not good. We're not good dates. We're not good partners if we're in a relationship. So we got to do all that stuff. 100%. Absolutely. Like what what we know that fitness and nutrition does for us is it helps improve self-confidence. 
decreases stress, and then it gives us more energy too, which all three of those things can help us become a better partner to first to ourselves and then to somebody else. Yeah. And and we also look good too, or we look better. (laughs) So that's another bonus. And you know what I think is so funny is that when we are doing those things, when we are eating well and we're working out and we're feeling good about ourselves, our physical appearance doesn't always have to change for us to look good. Mm -hmm. For me, if I spend a week and I'm working out consistently eating well, like I feel I feel hot, Mm -hmm. but I still weigh the exact same that I did or look the same that I did a week before, but my confidence level is so much higher. And we all know that confidence is, it's attractive. It's hella sexy. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just funny how, you know, as for a woman, you know, we get concerned about how, how much we weigh and what we look like and if we're attractive and all that. And it is funny how, you know, our weight or our physical strength or flexibility, whatever it is that we're going for in our fitness regimen, that, um, you know, when we're on top of that stuff, how good we feel, even if we're not getting into our skinny jeans. Yeah. We, we do know that reaching our weight loss goals or our body composition goals takes time. And the quickest, fastest results that we receive from, from fitness, regular exercise is that confidence boost. And it's almost like when a woman or a man goes to a fitness class and they get that immediate boost in serotonin, dopamine, et cetera. Yes. Then that's not like the first thing that they think of, but it's the first thing that actually happens as a result Mm -hmm. of taking care of yourself. Absolutely. Oh, and let me tell you, I do a lot of self-care. I have to be on top of, it's every day I'm on top of my positive thinking and my physical fitness and takes a village. So we've, we've talked about confidence and how attractive that is and how good it feels. What is another component of having a good solid foundation? I think that if we're starting to develop confidence in ourselves, then that opens up the door for us to kind of discover more about ourselves and become more aware of where we're at. If we're thinking that it comes back to ourself as the foundation of a relationship, then we really need to kind of get to know ourselves. And it takes a lot of confidence in order to do that. Because if we bump up against a wall, say like, uh, sh- I, I didn't know that that was actually what was holding me back. Tons of examples out there, but like, maybe I, I don't trust easily. Mm-hmm. And I keep bumping up against that wall, say like three or four weeks in a relationship and somebody violates my trust. Well, I need to have the confidence to actually face that. Oh, I love that. That's pretty powerful because it's scary to look at our stuff. Everybody has stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody has issues. So that's, I love that. I've never heard that before. That's beautiful. So when we're confident, then we can really look at ourselves in the mirror and be okay with what we see. Actually become resilient to the fact that we do have faults and that if we ignore them or if we numb them, then we're never going to get past them. And so facing that fear Mm -hmm. is very challenging and it takes a lot of self-awareness on top of awareness on top of awareness to actually get to the next level. Yes. Like in the last two or three years that I've actually begun discovering more about myself because I was unhappy. I, I was in a really bad relationship and I knew it wasn't good for me, but I didn't want to get out of it because it was fulfilling some needs, mm-hmm. but it wasn't fulfilling all of my needs. And so I needed to face that first and foremost, the relationship ends unexpectedly. And then I needed to face the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And if, if I had maybe lost focus on myself and that self-care through fitness, 
to build confidence, I would not have wanted to pursue what's next. Right. And then therefore what's next after that. That tenacity and that, and not giving up too. Yeah, don't quit. Yeah. Cause you know, the, the dating world, it's, it's rough on us. It's pretty savage out there. It is. And so to have, you know, that uh, ability to get back up and dust yourself off and it's like, it's, it's okay. We're, mm-hmm. we're moving forward. And also too, with when people are looking at themselves and peeling back those layers and looking at their issues and working on their issues, they also see their relationships improving. So when they're out dating, as soon as they, I see it all the time. I see it with it myself. I see it with everyone. We, we tweak something, we work on something, we shift something, we heal something. And it's like, oh, look, all of a sudden this, this beautiful ideal partner steps in and it, it, that's really fascinating. And two, on the other end of that, if we are not working on our issues, if we're not trying to heal, improve and get better, that's when we stay in those unhealthy patterns. Mm-hmm. That's when it's like, ugh, you know, I've been dating the same women, the same guy over and over again. It just, their names change and yep. that's about it. So it's interesting to see how um, when we are working on ourselves or not working on ourselves, that is a reflection or, or the, the people coming into our lives is a reflection of what we're doing or not doing. Absolutely correct. Like by the laws of attraction, your more confident energy, your more positive energy, your more self-aware energy is going to attract the next improvement. Like, okay, um, I met somebody that I recognized as a past pattern and I'm going to walk away because I know it's the right, not the right fit for me. So therefore I've become more resilient. I'm confident enough to do so and believe in myself that I can actually pick myself back up. And then the next one comes along and it's definitely an improvement because I've improved myself. That's right. It's a compound effect. It is. Built on top of each other. And that's, that's so beautiful because you get so many rewards. When you work on yourself, you're getting better, you're healing, you feel good, and then you get better partners come in. Yeah. So the question is, why wouldn't you, <laughs> why, spend, wouldn't you? why wouldn't you spend time with yourself, <laughs> becoming more aware and, and discovering uh, the beauty that you have to offer mm-hmm. first for yourself and then for others too? Yes. So I have a question for you. Um, it's pretty savage out there. And um, I'm curious, what do you do when you are experiencing maybe not as many dates or maybe not quality dates? And I know you're so busy. I mean, you are like a Renaissance man and have so many things going on. I mean, you're, you're teaching at a university here in Denver now. And I kind of want to call you professor because I think that's kind of, that's kind of cool. <laughs> But you have so much going on, yet I'm sure you have times that you are alone in your your home. Do you feel lonely? Or what? It, what is life like in Dave's house when he is not out conquering the world and dating? I love thinking about this because I go through my ups and downs. Um, for a really long time, I had built a business, personal training business that allowed me free time. That was always my number one mo- motivator is to get more time freedom. And along with it, for a while, it it brought a financial freedom as well. But what happened when I was more available is like I was finding people who weren't attracted to that. There was no chase. Because I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm available for coffee at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday. Yeah, I'm available for coffee at 3 o'clock on a Thursday. Were women like, do you have a job? Like, were they looking at you financially like, oh, what, what is he doing? Well, I think that 
maybe subconsciously they were, maybe that was their intuition kind of rising up inside of them and saying, Dave doesn't work. Is he actually reliable and trustworthy? So if we think of like the other foundation of a relationship, like pillars, there's four or five pillars that I've been working through in my own life so that I can be prepared for the partner that comes to me. And that's mental, emotional, physical. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. Spirituality is another pillar for me. And then the financial pillar is there too. So if their observation of me is that like, Dave doesn't really work and they're questioning whether or not I can actually support them emotionally, mentally, physically, but also like be an actual partner once we combine lives too. Right. Can you help me knock out this rent? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, that's a factor in consideration subconsciously. Yeah. Oh, I'm just a little wary of Dave's reliability. Mm-hmm. So I had all this free time. I was available and there was no chase. There was not a whole lot of mystery there. And then all of a sudden, like you said, I got even busier with my part-time teaching job at Metro. I'm an affiliate teacher, so you don't have to call me professor. I go by coach on campus okay? because there are three weight training classes and I do love them. I really do. It's a, it's outside of my comfort zone. It's a new challenge for me. But as soon as I became unavailable on Tuesdays and Thursdays when I teach, <laughs> like they started coming to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Like they want what they can't have. Uh-huh. And that's not me playing a game. It no. was just my lifestyle changed. So I became less available and I became more desirable. Yes, you did. So that's something that I've been discovering about myself. Again, this is the next thing. I'm like, oh, well, why was I running into women who were unavailable to me? It's because I had so much time available for myself that I'm like, I'm available on a Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Why isn't everybody else? Because <laughs> everybody else is has hustling a job, too. Yeah. Right? yeah. The nine to fivers. So I love to ask people when I meet them, like, is it your dream job? What would you do instead? Um, what motivates you? For me, it's still motivating to reach time freedom and financial freedom. And we've got a lot of opportunities in order to do that in the near future, but I'm still working my tail off and I became less available. So now non-negotiables like jujitsu time. I don't give that up for a date. Mm -hmm. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon, Tuesday, Thursday at seven at night. I'm unavailable because it's a priority for me. And then of course I can't infiltrate Metro State as, as that time. But you know what? Spring break is coming up. Yeah, I can go rock climbing with you on a Friday morning in spring break. Because I'm going to block my time and actually recover, take care of myself so I can have enough energy to finish out the rest of the school year. That's right. You are so disciplined. I, I'm so impressed with you. It, it takes a lot. I mean, like what I love about you most is that you humanize all of this dating process. Like you Thank really you. know how to connect with people and share with them that you're going through it too. Me, I'm a systems guy. I'm more like a machine. <laughs> that's just like, where do yes, I need Dave, to be you are a machine. <laughs> How do, what time do I need to show up to take, tape this podcast or record or host this podcast episode? Or when can Jessica and I get together again to collaborate? You know, that's me. That's my thought process. Oh, well, it's the masculine, the feminine and the masculine being that singularly focused on something. And, and I'm in the divine feminine. I'm like, oh, what, what time is it? Let's just sit there and make hard eye contact and talk about our feelings and. We we do that too when we get together. I think that day that we met at Common Ground on the patio after both of our relationships had ended, like we just sat there and talked and time got away from us. And that wasn't about masculine and feminine and who was in the roles, but it was about those energies attracting each other to one another. Absolutely. And then from there, now we've blossomed into this this great collaboration professionally and Mm -hmm. an even more fun personal relationship. Yep. Yeah. So that kind of needed to be actually built upon a foundation. 
you had to take care of yourself in kind of recovering from a breakup. Same thing for me. It took me a long time. So therefore I knew that like, I wasn't going to find a new relationship anytime soon. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be more selective. I wanted to be pickier. I wanted to take my time getting to know that person so that I didn't rush into something that could actually hurt me again. And I love that you did that. And I was with you along that journey and we've shared a lot. And, and that's something that I, that I hope that, that people do themselves, that they, they take time to reflect on, you know, how they showed up in a relationship, how they conducted themselves, what they learned. That's one of my biggest questions. What lesson did I learn? What lesson did this person bring into my life? And, and that's when that evolving comes in, you know, you're able to be confident and look in the mirror and face your issues head on and then transcend from that. And I guarantee that if you do, the life on the other side is going to be that much better. So why wouldn't you try? I love that. I'm totally sold. <laughs> why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you try? So what tools would you help? Um, would you use to help people do that? Well, Thank you for asking, Dave. Uh-huh. <laughs> As I said, I require a lot of self-care and I've spent a lot of time with my journey. I was, you know this, um, I was divorced, oh, six years ago. And I was a freaking mess coming out of that divorce. A freaking mess. Of course, at the time, I really didn't know I was a mess until I jumped into another relationship. And that was, that was a shit show. And I had to catch myself as I know you have. I'm like, I cannot date right now. I mean, I really sat down one day in my kitchen and said, I can't do this. I'm a mess. I need help. And that's what I'm like. No, I have to take a year off from dating and I have to focus on myself. I'm big into personal development. Uh, My spiritual life is extremely important to me. So I'm always doing yoga. I'm doing meditation. I'm journaling. I use mantras. I have my personal power mantra that I say at least once a day. And that just gets me right. I'm like, okay, this is who I am. This is what I do. And it brings me back to center. And then like working out, I have to work out. Otherwise I'm a slightly crazy person. Just slightly, just slightly, slightly. (laughs) but it's, it's staying on top of all that stuff. And then, and then I'm a girl too. I love to get my hair done and my nails done and all that stuff. So I really make time. Every week, I have usually one day a week that I'll focus on solid self-care, that I will get up and meditate, pray. I do I do all kinds of spiritual stuff. And then I'll like take an Epsom salt bath and, and I'll go get a massage and, and do all that fun therapeutic stuff. And that's that's essential in my world. And And going back to my year of dating, I mean, that personal development piece was huge. I've done landmark, a lot of those programs, and they've been essential. Therapy, I'm a big fan. I'm like, everybody needs a therapist, preferably on call. <laughs> <laughs> I, I texted one. mine today. Yeah, Did absolutely. You? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I love that. <laughs> um, one, of my, one of my friends, she was big, is big into personal development. And when she met her husband 20 some years ago, I think they've been married for like 26 years. They fell in love. Everything was good. And before they went on to that next step, she looked at him and said, I need you to do landmark. She's like, I'm not getting married to you unless you do this. Like Mm -hmm. he was a great guy, but she just knew that that piece was so important that she drew a line in the sand. What it does for them is it gives them a common language to speak at home. 
Absolutely. Spirituality can come into play and give us common language as well. So if you believe in the universe is guiding you, then you and your partner can talk in that language. Absolutely. My Christian faith, my home life, we can talk in that same language. That's right. It's it's a foundation. That language is a foundation. Mm. Yeah. But so is uh, developing yourself as an individual and then deciding what your community at home is going to be like. What is this partnership going to be like for us? Because mm-hmm. we get to design our own lives. Isn't that exciting? You know, with the tumultuous world of dating, we do have a lot of options these days. And it and it is fun. You know, we're not living in our grandparents' era that we go to church or we go, you know, the community center, we meet somebody, we get married, we have two kids, we live slightly unhappily for the rest of our lives until we die. And now we have we have options. And that's well, that's both exciting and I think it could be really daunting for people too. And people can kind of go off the wayside a little bit. 100% correct. If you're not resilient and confident enough that you can trust your intuition when it needs to be there for you, then yeah, the options out there and available to us are going to feel daunting. I get overwhelmed by dating all the time and I will shut down and I will actually go into my self-care day and that turns into a week. And I'm like, oh, who was I talking to? You know, and it's not ghosting. It's simply just me understanding that my body and my mind and my soul are telling me something. So I need to take a step away. Mm -hmm. I love that. And the most authentic thing I could do at that time is actually communicate that. Say simply, it's been great to get to know you over text or over phone call or in person over coffee. It's been great to get to know you, but unfortunately, it's not the right fit for me right now. You're perfect, just not perfect for me right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like you just broke up with me. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I, I wouldn't dare. <laughs> well, and I love that you are, you're so good at communicating authentically and kindly. And two, going back to um, your self-care time or our self-care time, that I find if I'm having difficulties with someone in my dating life, maybe I'm just kind of put off by something they said or something they did. Like it just doesn't make me feel very good. Or maybe I'm like thinking that they're wanting different things than I want. I find that sometimes when I have my self-care day or, or week, then I see that relationship or that conversation differently. It's like, oh, I'm not so reactive. I'm not so, because believe it or not, I get pretty needy. <laughs> from time I've never to seen time. that. I've never seen that. (laughs) From time to time. And it's funny because I will tell guys when I feel myself getting needy, actually, I call it wanty because I don't feel like I have, I'm not a needy person, but I get wanty. Like I I want to spend time with you. I want your attention. I want you to do something or say something. So I will tell guys I'm dating. I'm feeling kind of wanty today. (laughs) I just need your attention or I need something. That's a great way to communicate in your own language at home. Wanty. Yeah. I feel wanty today. You can use that. I think I'm gonna. I'm not currently seeing anybody, but then the next one that comes along, hey, I wanty you today. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. let's spend a little quality time together. And those love languages really show up as needs. Maybe it's words of affirmation for you. It's not for me. What is yours? Quality time and physical touch. (laughs) Boom. Just like that. You knew exactly. Because I've worked on it. I did the stuff that it takes to be prepared to do the hard work that a relationship comes with. There was one thing that stood out when you were talking about self-care and taking time. 
And this is really important as a foundation of a relationship. People out there will give really bad advice and they'll say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And what they mean is like, go out and date multiple people at the same time, which is a healthy way to start dating, like to understand what you want and what's perfect fit for you. However, people can get hurt. You can get hurt yourself by being a little reckless or careless or um, just being a little bit too available, right? Like we were talking about earlier, where I like to put it in a context of don't put all your eggs in one basket is like actually have your own hobbies, like self-care. Yes. Like jujitsu for me, that's me investing in myself. It's taking time for myself so that I'm not putting all of my emotional energy into the significant other that I choose. Right. And the- then therefore I spe- I'm seem less needy. I seem less wanty. Mm-hmm. And then I'm actually a little bit more desirable too, because I'm setting healthy boundaries with that person. It could be a new relationship. And they're like, why don't you text me on Tuesdays and Thursdays night from, from seven to eight 30 girls? Cause I'm training so I can look good and feel good and be present for you when we actually go out on Friday night. Absolutely. And if you don't, if that doesn't sit comfortably with you, then we need to have a, a conversation about your boundaries and your neediness or your wantiness mm-hmm. at this time. Really, what is it that you're questioning about us together that would make an hour and a half on a Tuesday, Thursday night when you know I'm taking care of myself and it's important to me? What is it about us that actually scares you right now? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. That's a very good question because it is about it is about them and their needs not being fulfilled. And that's not necessarily, those aren't needs that you need to fill. That's correct. That's for them to look at. And and I hear you. Something I always say, it's it's on my my man list, is I need my man to be passionate about two things. Me and something outside of me. <laughs> I, I don't care if it's business, if, if that's his passion, or if it's fitness, or if it's, I don't know. Skydiving. Stamp collecting. <laughs> stamp don't collecting. care. Be You're excited. You're not going to go to the convention with him though, are you? Probably. I, I don't know. It, it depends on how great he is. I think he could he could get me to a stamp collecting. All stamp collectors are great. I'm sure they are. Oh, they're going to sweep you off your feet when you come in contact with them. Yeah. Like three weeks from now, I'll be like, Dave, I'm in love. The internationally renowned stamp collector. Hey. He's a professor at Metro State. You might know him. (laughs) But going back to that passion and I want a man to be passionate about something other than me because one, that's attractive. The whole energy to it is attractive. And two, I need him to be fulfilled outside of me. I can't. Look, I know I fulfill a lot of needs, but really, like, I don't want to be, I can't be, you can't be, none of us can be everything to that one person. And we, we do need to have things outside of our partner, a lot of things outside of our partner that we rely on and get fuel from and fulfillment from. So we're not putting so much pressure on our, our partners. I 100% agree. And again, that don't put all your eggs in one basket. If you're thinking that two or three people that you're dating when you're single and playing around is going to fulfill you, well, that's, that's definitely a cause for cause for concern and it's going to be disaster. Mm-hmm. And why I like that word fulfillment is because the one person, not everybody can fulfill your needs and that's absolutely correct. But the one person who can is yourself. That's right. So put all your fucking eggs in your basket. Yes. And then 
the laws of attraction or the universe will actually attract and gravitate that person who's the perfect complement, not supplement to what you have going on. Absolutely. It's like, you're going to be whole and good. I'm going to be whole and good. And we're going to get together and we're going to have this whole and good relationship. And then you'll go through your ups and downs. And then the confidence and the strong foundation that you built early on is going to be what gets you through. That's right. And then going back to the dating piece, when we feel good about ourselves, when we have maybe a dry spell that's, you know, Bumble's not being too good to us, or, you know, we're, we're not out meeting people. And then we have something to go back to. That's, you know, when we're sitting in our homes and, you know, we're alone and we don't have any plans on a Friday night, we're not beating ourselves up and we're not wallowing and we're not feeling like, oh, I'm here on a Friday night. <sighs> Nobody wants me. I guess I'm not good enough, you know, and have this mm-hmm. kind of like spin out moment that when we, when we have all of that, we have the foundation built, then we feel okay sitting in our, in our houses alone without a date on a Friday night. Cause we're good. We like ourselves. Okay. I have a question for you. Yeah. Hit me with it. <laughs> I might've asked you this before, but I'm going to ask you again. Would you date a clone of yourself? I mean, I know you're, you're heterosexual, but like, would right. you hang out with, would you, would you want to be with your clone? I should say, I should have said hang out. Like a date. female version of me. No, it, no. Okay. Or would I date myself? Let me ask you again. <laughs> if there was a clone of you, would you hang out with you? Yeah, I'd be I'd be down to hang out because I like to go hiking. I like my dog. I like to go out to try new restaurants. I like to talk deeply on a lot of different topics. And uh, for example, um, I had a date a couple Fridays ago and we're sitting there making small talk over a couple tacos great date, right? Absolutely. And then we go play darts Mm. and we're still small talking. And I started to feel my energy drain. Just like I started to go from 60% capacity to like 10% really quick. And then all of a sudden uh, she asked a question about like, do I want more kids? And I'm like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. And my energy came all the way back up. It was like an instant moment of recharge. So if I'm hanging out with a guy friend or a girlfriend or somebody who doesn't energize me, then I'm going to feel drained. Mm -hmm. But if I'm hanging out with somebody like myself, then I'm going to feel energized. And that's a great place to be. Mm -hmm. That's why I like hanging out with you so much. Hey, thank you. Yeah. We're not going to small talk at all. We've, we've never small talked. I don't think we have. Like the first time we met, you were a little wondering of like, why does Dave reach out to me on Facebook? Why does he want to meet so bad? Well, duh, this is why we wanted to meet so bad. (laughs) Look at what we're doing with our lives since then. Yeah, we, we definitely, it's like, go big or go home. There's no talk of weather or anything. Because that would drain you energetically, right? It would. And I remember us talking about this in our event in, you know, this last December, that we were talking about people having conversations and how asking good questions is fun and exciting. I remember one of the people in the audience was was asking about that. Like, oh, I get so tired of asking those same questions. It's like, no, spice it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you've heard me say this because it's one of my favorite questions asking, if money was no object, if we went to the airport right now, where would you take me? And and I preface it that way. I'm like, where would you take me? You know, because I'm a woman and I, yeah, and you, you want to flirt. Yeah. I want to flirt. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but that, I love that because then it like, it lights a fire in us it and it's like, ooh. 
you know, I've, I've stolen it since that Good. event. Good. And it's now my like standard third question that I ask when I meet somebody is like, if you could live anywhere in the world for six months, money, not an object, money, not an issue, where would you choose? And it tells me a few things about them. It tells me if they got wanderlust. Yep. It tells me if they've got goals. Yep. It tells me if they've got a spark inside of them of like, what am I working so hard towards? So let's talk about Bumble for a second. Okay. I matched with this girl on Bumble, super cute. And within maybe 10 minutes, like rapid fire, she messages and says, I've got two tickets. Where are we going? Ooh, I like her. And I did too. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I, I got back to it five minutes later because I was in a session or something at the gym. And I said, Spain, you in? Never heard back from her. Okay. And that tells me a lot about the person on the other side of that app is like, one, they're not the right fit for me. Two, that's not a game I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. And three, like I need to set my healthy boundary. I'm like, even if she comes back two weeks later and says, hey, sorry, I was out of town. So? Right. There's Wi-Fi everywhere. Yeah. And we are attached to our phones. So you know what? Like, what are we willing to tolerate? And that's really what comes down to like red flags versus boundaries. What am I willing to tolerate? And what am I willing to put up with? And that's the pattern that's going to keep repeating in my life. That's right. And that's what I have to face with myself in the mirror, asking myself, what am I willing to tolerate? And who am I? And I feel like that is the carrot that gets us to do our personal development, to look at ourselves in the mirror and work on our shit. It's That's the carrot. It's like, okay, you'll have great partners come in, just work on your daddy issues, girl, you know? <laughs> What's the purpose? Why Why would I want to start something so challenging and so hard? Well, we've given you a few reasons so far today. Is like, that's why you want to do this because it's so much better when you do. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple of moments of like doubt of like, maybe I would have been, preferred my life if I had not taken the red pill or the blue pill. You know, what if I could go back to this cloudy, hazy unfulfilled life. Ignorance is bliss. Right. Yeah. And what if, well, I can't even, because if I wouldn't have gone through the heartache in December of 2017 of like finding out things about a partner, I thought I was going to be with the rest of my life. It was a catalyst event for me to write a complete book and start a podcast six months later and reach out to Jessica and say, Hey, I need somebody to talk to because I just went through this. And then you humanized it for me. And you said, I've been there too. Let's swap some stories and then let's build this friendship. I would not have had any of those things had I still been ignorance is bliss is my policy. That's right. And I give thanks to all of my exes. Like my my ex-husband, he taught me so much. Yeah, our relationship ended and there it was it was not always sunshine and rainbows, obviously, because we're divorced. But um I always give give thanks to him silently to myself and I thanked him several times face to face, like without him, without the the men that I've dated. It's like every, every person comes into our life and has little lesson for us. Mm-hmm. It's like we're at earth school. Then we just go from class to class and each one of these people, uh, you know, teaches us something and, and they're catalysts. And when we do face this stuff head on, it is, it gets so much easier. It does because we become more resilient. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like I think post-divorce, I was a mess. Like I was having anxiety attacks in the middle of the night because my husband wasn't in bed with me. Like I, I was like chest tightening up, couldn't breathe a mess. I couldn't spend time alone. I was, 
ridiculous. And um, now years later, out of all the work, it's like, shoot, I'm like happy. Yeah, I'm like in my kitchen making dinner for one and I have my Netflix queued up and I'm like, then life is good. And life there are so very many good. things that are going to infiltrate that mm-hmm. and actually take it away from you because you've built such a strong foundation for yourself. That's right. Nobody's going to shake you up. That's right. Like you're always good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't wallow at home on a Friday night. No, you don't. No, I got plenty of stuff to do. Okay, Dave. So we've done all this work, this internal, beautiful, you know, personal development, spiritual work, all that good stuff. We feel good. We feel solid. We're feeling ourselves. So now what? And where do we go from there? That's the question, I think. Like we have to ask ourselves, what do I want out of my dating experience? Ooh, that is a great question. Yeah. So that helps me set what my intentions are going to be for my first date after I've taken time to myself. It's going to set my intentions of like, am I going to go out with this person and that person? Or am I going to try just one at a time, which is always good advice because we have enough eggs in our own baskets because we've built up self-care tools and we've built up hobbies that we love. And now we're just looking for somebody to compliment us or somebody to go out and have a good time with. There's a lot of levels of intentions when you date. I love that. Compliment, not complete. That's correct. Yes. We're I'm gonna... complete without you. Absolutely. But you can compliment me. <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah, that's correct. And then next we have to, we have to ask ourselves, what are we willing to tolerate? Mm-hmm. Because if we're willing to tolerate being stood up on a Friday night, then that's going to break us down and our resilience and our confidence is going to be shaken. Mm-hmm. If we're willing to tolerate weeks between texts, then that's what we're going to get. That's right. And based on the laws of attraction is like, what am, who am I? Where am I? Where do I want to go? And that will attract, if I'm solid in that idea and that foundation, that will attract somebody similar to myself. Absolutely. My clone. (laughs) And then finally, like we have to manage our own expectations. Oh, you and I have talked about this a lot. Because it's so important that you have to take care of yourself first. The expectations start with you. Mm -hmm. How am I going to react when I get ghosted? Thank you, next. That's That's what we talked about. That's right. And we're going to thank them for excusing themselves from the process. Mm -hmm. We talked about that at the December event. And then, okay, what am I going to do when I find out they're seeing other people? Okay. How do you handle that? Yeah, that's what I'm willing to tolerate. But how do I react to that? Okay, my expectations are this. Expectations and standards are two different things. That's right. The standards are coming from healthy boundaries. The expectations are how I react to that. When I'm interacting with another human being, I don't know this person. I just met him. Mm -hmm. We've gone out twice. What are my expectations? And you get to pick. That's the beauty of this whole thing. You get to choose. Anything you want. And I, I really hope that people sit down and like I've said in other episodes, to be their own dating coach, to really take time out and sit down and say, okay, what am I willing to accept? What, you know, I I love that you have thought through all this stuff. Well, how am I going to react when I'm talking to someone and they wait 17 and a half hours to text me back? Am I okay with that? Am am I going to keep engaging with them or am I going to just, you know, slip away and say, no, yeah, thank you next. I'm on to something else. But I think that's really beautiful to, to be able to, it's kind of like planning ahead. It's, it's like, this is kind of a bad analogy, but it's kind of like going into war and having a little bit of a battle plan 
it's like, okay, how am I going to react when these situations come up? There are scenarios out there that everybody faces. And how will I react to that? Oh, I've been in a relationship for three and a half years. I'm suddenly single. And I've heard that it's so savage out there and that people are getting ghosted all the time. How would I react to that? So earlier we were talking about as we do this work and our ideal partners or the people that we're dating are getting better and better. Have you seen that happen in your dating life? And tell me like, can we have a little story time, Dave? Yeah. You want story time? Yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So the reason we ended up here is because I was not in the best place. Uh, Let's say spring of 2018. I was not who I wanted to be, but I still wanted to date and I still wanted to get out there. And I met a couple of people that I went out more than once. And I'm like, wow, this is what I'm getting in response to what little work I was putting in. The laws of attraction was it gravitating inauthentic people to me. Mm. And so that was a reality check for me of like, okay, what do I do about that? So we started the podcast and then really started to learn more about who I was, who I wanted to be. And then progressively, my dates got better and better and better. It's because I knew what I wasn't going to tolerate. I set healthier boundaries. Like if you text me at 1230 at night, I'm not going to respond. And maybe we won't go out again because I don't know what your intentions are there. (laughs) Right. You know, Mm -hmm. if we're consistently going out drinking, well, that's not necessarily my lifestyle choice. So I have become clearer with who I am, what I tolerate and what I want out of that life by design that I'm creating right now so that I can now see through it. Like if somebody comes across even just remotely inauthentic, I'll explain it. I'm out. And two, I bet that people are taking themselves out of the game. Like they see how authentic you are, how solid you are. And you probably don't even see it. People are probably just dropping off. They're like taking themselves out. They're like, look, I can't. Dave is. Some of the feedback that I get is like, Dave, it is hard to keep up with you. You have so much energy. Like, yeah, I do because I've created it for myself. And I don't think you're asking that of those women though. That's what's funny. It's like you are the challenger and the, the, the aggressor and, and all this. And, but you're not asking that of a woman. It's like, no, you're just looking for someone to, you know. Yeah. Because I'm not looking for somebody identical to myself. Yeah. It would be very, very hard to date myself in the intensity that I go after. Yes. I have a ton of energy and no, you don't have to bring that entire energy with you every time. And of course that feedback came from over a year ago and I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Not my problem. That's right. I'm intense. That's who I am. I can soften a little. I can absolutely situationally, but I'm not going to back off in weightlifting and jujitsu and how hard I drive myself professionally. And like you said, I have a passion outside of a relationship Yeah, and it is a podcast and it is building a community so that we can change the conversation of what healthy relationships look like. That's right. And we're going to continue to do so, aren't we? Together. Yeah. We've got an event coming up. We do. I'm so excited. How to Thrive While Dating in Denver. April 25th. That's right. We've got tickets available, pre-sale. Got to grab them before they go up. Well, our last event, Surviving Dating in Denver, I mean, we, we sold that out. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a great night. We had so much fun. Like, oh. The energy that was created, the buzz that was created, I think that that was like a launching point. People from that event still reach out and they're like, Dave, ask this question of your next guest. 
uh, Dave, I got a question for you. Can you help me? That's all the way from London. You know, remember Lauren, she moved to London. She's loving it. She's not seeing anybody. She's told me about a couple of dates or whatever that she met. Tinder's really big in England. Oh, yes. Yeah. I know this to be true. And it's not the same hookup culture connotation as it is here. So, you know what? Trust yourself. Tune into your intuition because you're in a new country Mm -hmm. and you're the American. You're going to be incredibly desirable. That's right. Yeah. I remember her and I talking at that event and Uh I was like, oh, I'm excited for her. And that's what people can experience and expect to get out of the evening. We're going to have panelists, Q&A. The people that showed up last time were amazing. I mean, we did a lot of interacting with the attendees that were there. And it was so great. I I remember walking away feeling so filled up by all of the people who attended because, you know, before and after we were talking to people and the stories that people were sharing and people were connecting. I mean, I, I know people made friends Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was hoping for at least a little one. Yes. You wanted it to come out of that event. Yes. Uh, It's definitely not a singles event, quote unquote. Right. Uh, We we're there to educate and inspire and motivate and teach people that it's not supposed to, it doesn't have to be as savage out there as necessary. If you have the tools in your toolbox to prepare yourself for what is in existence and what you want. I know it's savage out there, but I know, um, gosh, it's also so fun and it's beautiful and exciting. Dave, thank you so much for being here. It's Uh, my pleasure. You are wonderful. And I'm so glad that we can work together to um, hopefully do some good in the world. I think it's already been done, but it's not over yet. But thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And again, guys, please subscribe, uh, rate and review. Uh, both of our podcasts, because we, we show up on each other's podcasts. So I've been um, a guest of mine a couple of times and I really appreciate it. Yes. Okay, guys, tickets are on sale for our next live event, April 25th, Thriving While Dating in Denver with Dave, myself, and uh, some other panelists. It's going to be a great night. Tickets are on sale where? Uh, at Eventbrite is a great place to uh, catch them. They can go to com backslash shop okay. and grab their tickets there. And then on your website as well. Yes, it's on my website. So you have plenty of ways to get tickets. So That's right. Don't miss out because we're, we're close to selling out. It's next week, guys. We're going to have so much fun. The feedback from last event was just unbelievable. It blew us away. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening today. And again, thank you, Dave, for being here. Until next week, get out there and love each other. 